Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Smith, your host of the Marriage After God podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how words have the power to direct our lives. But before we get into that, if this is your first time listening or watching now, because we're on YouTube again, uh, we want to say welcome. Welcome and thank you for listening. And if you've been a longtime listener, we're super thankful that you're part of this community. Um, we, Our goal is to help cultivate extraordinary marriages. And so that's why we have this podcast. So we want to invite you to please subscribe on YouTube or on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you like to listen or watch. Uh, we we want to invite you to subscribe. And then lastly, if you haven't done so yet, um, at the end of this video or end of the, listening to this, would you leave us a comment on the video? And if you're on iTunes, would you leave us a review? Those reviews and star ratings help people find the podcast. It's the way the algorithms work. It's the way um, Apple iTunes works. The more reviews we get, the more listens and downloads we get, the more people will find the episode. So we just want to invite you to do that. Um, yeah, that's that's my intro for Thank you, Aaron. our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just welcome back, everybody. We're so excited to be here. Um, since relaunching uh, this new year, after every episode, Aaron and I keep saying we gotta we gotta cut it down. They're too long. <laughs> we gotta yeah, make them a little bit shorter. Some long episodes. So we're gonna try. We're gonna try and um, cut this one just a little bit shorter than the others, but we'll see. How it goes. Yeah, keep it closer to 40 minutes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Not an hour. Um, so we'd like to start the beginning off with just like a little bit of what's going on in life. What's what's mm -hmm. going down with the Smith family? <laughs> and what is going down with Smith family? Well, something that I wanted to share is that, and I don't think that I've shared it yet. Mm -hmm. I Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think um, so. But I asked our kids, um, there was a, an orchestra, a, kid, a children's orchestra starting up through one of our homeschool channels. And I asked the kids, is anybody interested? And all has been wanting to play violin for like three, three or four years. And all my kids have been, our kids have been in piano. All of your kids. All of my kids yeah. have been in piano. I fought for it. Um, just because I want them to have the experience of music. And I told her later on down the road, after you do piano for a while, you, I'm, sh I'm sure you could do violin. Well, then this opportunity came up and it's so funny because it lined up with something that I had already decided to start in the new year, which is, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jody Maccabee, but she has a music study. I who know this. She, 
She's just a homeschool mom who puts curriculum out there. She's a really awesome influencer. You guys should definitely go check her out. It's Jody Mockaby. Um, but she partnered with one of our friends on this music study. Her I name's didn't know that. Yeah, she, her name's Natalie Larson, and she's actually the one that's putting on this children's orchestra. That's so really not cool. only did I go through the music study with the kids, but at the same time we got to sign up for this uh, orchestra, which Olive's been doing, and she'll continue. I know to she do. comes home and practices. Yeah, getting it's her. so great. Violin skills down. So her, so after a couple of months, they'll do a, a recital, and it's just been amazing to see the um, growth. Like, it's been so quick, and maybe it's because she was in piano already that she picked it up pretty quickly. But um, one of the other moms took a video of the kids playing all in unison, and it was so cute. It was she's so liking cute. it a lot. Yeah. She was in the car. We were driving to jujitsu the other day, and she's like, "Dad, I want to." I want to make music when I get older and like upload it. And cause we always, we're always talking about like business ideas. And, and I was like, well, if you want to do music, you better practice every day. And I Which said, the better does. you get at, bat, at piano, the better you're going to be at every other interest, instrument and music. And so I was like, you just, you just got to be practicing, take advantage of all of the opportunities you have. Cause yeah. if you want to be a musician, you gotta be good at music. Yeah. So, so I love sharing that with you guys because I just want to um, advocate for, Music. Music and, and allowing well, and our you, children to you explore it. You did violin a little bit when you were I did. a little I, girl. Yeah, I was like 12 or 13. And then a few years ago, you're like, I want to get back into violin. So I, I bought you a violin. <laughs> yep. And that's is that the violin she's using? No, because that's that a full body. She's using oh, we a got, smaller. Oh, we got a smaller one. Yeah. yeah. But um, I also just want to plug our friend's uh, music study because I just went through it with the kids and it was really great. So if you're a homeschool mom or even if your kids are in school, you could do this as a supplement. But it was just really fun to dive into it. Natalie did a really great job working with Jody on it. So I'm happy. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking words again, but we're talking about the impact that those words have on the course of our life. Yeah. And we've been going over the last handful of episodes talking about the importance of them, the power of them, the spiritual nature mm -hmm. of words. Um, several times in the last few episodes, you've mentioned, hey, and we're going to be sharing in some other episodes. And you've quoted like how yeah. words direct our lives. And I was just curious if you want to share, is this an important part of the series for you? Yeah. Well, I, I would say this is the most important part. I, the thing I feel like we I lacked in the last few episodes is it's like, okay, it's cool. Like that. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Words are spiritual. Words are powerful. What does that mean? And how does that apply? And just talking about how the words that we hear and then also receive mm -hmm. direct our lives. And so talking about it in this episode, this is like showing like, oh, they do direct our lives. And so we're going to talk about later on words that the world has and then words that God have and which one are we listening to. Mm -hmm. And so what's this episode brought to us by? <laughs> well, by the most important words, yep. <laughs> the living word, the Bible. Um, we will be sharing quite a few verses in today's episode. And I think that also lends to why you said it's the most important episode <laughs> or part of the series, because we are going to be sharing the word, the word yeah. and the most important words that we could ever come across that to direct our lives. Um, so if you guys want, if you're listening and you want to have a, you know, source of taking notes, get ready because yeah, get I think a journal, have these your will, Bible open. These will be the kind of verses that you'll want to scratch down and make sure that you go back to and kind of mm -hmm. meditate on. So we're going to start in Proverbs chapter one, because Proverbs is like the book of wisdom. Yeah. And it's it says something pretty awesome. It says um, verse one, the Proverbs of Solomon is the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, 
justice, justice. <laughs> and equity. Yeah. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Mm. This is the encouragement that the author is giving to not just their son or to whoever is listening, which is us. But this is this is God's encouragement to the church that you want we want to be prepared and given seek wisdom and instruction. And if we simplify all of this, he's saying, listen to these words because they will guide you. Exactly. Which is what this episode's about. <laughs> That's exactly what this is about. And there's two key words in this scripture that I want to point out. And the two words are to know and to receive. Because those two things, they are not always connected. Because we can know many things. I was going to say it's by choice. Yeah, and not receive them. Yeah. Um, everything we've been talking about in the power of words is that um, they, the we we've been talking about how words are powerful and they're mm -hmm. spiritual, mm -hmm. but we don't want you to get confused to think that words in themselves can can do something to you or through you without something happening mm -hmm. first, and those words need to be received and believed before they have any power in our life. And I, there's a good example of this. I had a, a Bible teacher back in college who was not a believer, but he knew the Bible inside and out. So he had knowledge of the Bible. He understood what the Bible was saying. But no implementation. But it was not received in his heart. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's the case with all messages, all words. It's why we're told to test them. It's why we're told, like we talked about in last episode, because you can hear something. You will hear something, and you need to know whether it's true or false. So you need to have knowledge of what that is you're hearing. But then also you, there is a decision that has to be made of, are you going to receive it? Mm -hmm. Are you going to believe that? So in order for words to have power in our lives, um, it requires not just hearing, but receiving. And so that's, that's the part that is so important in this whole series. This is why I was talking about how this is, you know, what guides our life. It's because it's not just that the things that we've heard. It's not just the messages that have been told to us, the words that have been poured over us over our, our life. They're the, the ones that we've received, the ones that we've let sink deep into our hearts. The ones that we let change us. The ones that we let change us. Yeah. That is exactly right. Um, so we can hear things over and over again, but never believe them. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes there's something that we can hear one time and it's like, we received it. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, that's, and sometimes it's the really hard, it's the really hurtful things that we've heard. Mm. Like someone says something really mean, like you're never going to mount anything. And then it, you only heard that one time and it just came from the right person at the right moment, why at the right think, age. Why do you think that there's certain things that just stick like that? Because we've, I, it's probably, I don't know. I, I don't know why there are certain things that we just I almost think like, like there's certain there's some words like you said that we hear often but we never receive and I feel like maybe it's because we've heard them often that we mm. are, they're easier to slough off but then the one time we hear something that you're like whoa that it like stops you and makes you think about it mm. maybe that's what makes it sticky I the a thought that I just had because you asked this question is we probably receive things easier that we're prone to receive like we're ready to. Yeah, we talked about this, I don't know how many episodes ago, when we talked about the soil of our children's hearts. Oh, yeah. And prepping it. Yeah. And prepping that soil because it doesn't isn't just like, oh, that soil's hard. It was just always hard. 
well, no, it's hard because it's been trampled on. It's hard because it's, and so I think there's, there's probably something in us naturally, like, like there's words that we hear, like you shouldn't, you know, overeat. Okay. That's a, that's true. And everyone knows that's true, but we don't believe that because we might have a desire to eat. And so like, oh, I'm not going to receive that. Like, that's not true for me. Mm-hmm. That's true for someone else. Or when we see um, how much food is acceptable, you know, on, on a yeah. plate. And so it's hard to measure. Well, what is even overeating? Yeah. And know, so we, we have propensities towards like, oh, that is easy for me to believe. Yeah. But this other thing's hard for me to believe based off of where we're at. And so that's probably why we need the help of the Holy Spirit in our life to help us receive yeah. things, to help us hear things. And then also, it's probably why God allows us to go through things to help us, like, get things quieted down. Mm. You know, we go through, and we t- we've talked about this in past episodes, we go through something hard and it gets our attention. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you ready to listen now? <laughs> well, it's like when you are working with a piece of furniture and you have to sand it before you prime it in order. You get, it's got to be prepped. It's got to be prepped, yeah. To receive that yeah. primer or receive that oil. Uh, so that's probably, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, but how our hearts are prepared beforehand to receive something. Yeah. And so we got to be careful how we're preparing our hearts maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or with our children, be careful how we're prepping our children's mm-hmm. hearts to receive mm-hmm. things. That was a good question. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Let me try to get back on here. Where am I at? I think you were going to read this verse in James. Yeah. Okay. This is why Jesus tells us this in James chapter one, starting in verse 21 through 25. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive them with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. This is specifically saying, don't just be the one who hears things. Don't just hear the words that God gives. Don't just hear this wisdom and then move on. Like, oh, that's great. Okay, cool. I listened to it today. I read my word today. And then just has no effect in your life. It does Mm -hmm. nothing. And then he says, but be doers. And what he's saying, it says, receive with meekness. Receive like, I need it. I, I, I'm recognizing I need this. The implanted word. So it's saying, don't just hear the word, but let it come inside of you so that it directs your life. When I thought about the word implanted, I was thinking about how you can propagate and take a piece of a plant and put it in soil and it continues right, to grow. And, and takes roots. Yeah. Um, we tried doing this experiment um, in our laundry room with a couple of buckets of, of I was going to do herbs, um, but the like mixture a, that I used, room. yeah, the mixture that I used uh, just wasn't, it didn't have enough nutrients in it because I used some cocoa core to, as enough, a filler. There and dirt with there, the Yeah, cocoa. there wasn't enough yeah. soil and enough nutrients in there to really uh, keep and maintain the, the plants alive. They grew for a little bit and then I think something was off with the lighting too. But yeah. anyways. Uh, we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> we're trying to figure it out. But when I think about an like something being implanted, Mm-hmm. Um, or propagated, you need that continual nutrients and in order nurturing. to keep it alive. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. we'll read scripture or we hear a good sermon or we hear something that's impactful and we go, yes, but we don't continually feed that in a way that is, yeah. you know, spiritual and sticking 
in the Word of God that it ends up withering away or it mm-hmm. doesn't stick. And it and it happens in that every moment, like moment by moment of the day, we hear we're just we've been going through the kids' um, by morning Bible time through some scriptures, and one of them's like putting on compassion and gentleness and humility mm-hmm. and patience, like put that on. And I told the kids, I was like, I was like, if we didn't, if it was natural, we wouldn't have to put it on. It would just be on us. Mm-hmm. But we have to put it on like clothes. Like we have to get dressed. Make the effort. It's to a it's a conscious it. decision to, yeah. to choose that. And then we get we go throughout the day, and it's loud, and we're irritable, and we're frustrated, and we're tired, and we're hungry, and like all these fleshly things that make that putting putting that on feel difficult or impossible. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make it not true. We have to stop ourselves. And and you've done this with me, like Aaron. Hey, you need to chill out. Why are you, you seem frustrated? What's going on? And I'm like. You're right. I'm not being in a good mood. I'm so, and then I have to like I have I have to actually repent, turn. I have to change my mind from I was going this way in my flesh. And I'm like, oh, I gotta yeah. do this. This is the right way because I believe that word, mm-hmm. and I don't disagree with it just because my circumstances aren't fitting with it, mm-hmm. or your emotions, or don't my emotions match. aren't lining up with it because that's usually the case. Yeah, I have to go back to it, and so like you said, that implanting, like you gotta let it come in, not just hear it. And like it bounce off your brain. It's got to come in and then down into your heart mm-hmm. where your will actually changes to match what it says. And so, yeah. Yeah. You say here, um, the moment we truly believe something is when that thing begins to have power in our life. That's true. The moment we believe something is, is, is the moment it has power in our life. I, I, I brought this up years ago when I finally decided to start like getting to shape. Mm-hmm because I heard a word and I f- actually, it was, there was a moment in the morning when I was like, I'm going to believe that. Yeah. Like I need to get up and go do this because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm never going to get up and go do this. Um, and it's been that way. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things in our lives where we, we we're walking one direction. We have a way of being and someone comes to us and says, Hey, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Look what the scripture says, or look, here's a warning for you. And you can either be like, well, thanks. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate your opinion, but I'm going to leave it at that. It's your opinion. And you turn around and you walk away. You didn't receive anything. You heard it. You maybe, maybe you considered it. Usually we don't, though. If we hear something we don't like, we don't even give it a consideration. But as believers, we should be more, it says, be quick to listen and slow to speak mm-hmm. and slow to anger. So we should be quicker to listen and then evaluate. Take that thing we're listening to. Saying, oh, what is how's that line up? Oh, that does line up. Like mm-hmm. God does want me to be more self-controlled. Oh, God does want me to have um, you know, be sober-minded. God does want me to walk in the spirit. Like what they're saying matches with what I'm should be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna receive that and actually change. That's good. If you guys are watching through uh YouTube, you might have seen Marriage After God sitting in front of me. Um, there's a couple of spots that I wanted to read from, but you have a note on here first. Do you want to read that? Yeah, I want to read this one. So there's a quote I, I wrote in here because we talked about in the beginning of Marriage After God and early on in the book about the power of, of being men and women, husband and wife, who are in the Word of God and letting the Word of God change us. And I have this quote. It says, I'll just show you it. Uh, it says, all this reading, meditating, and memorizing the Word of God means absolutely nothing if it does not equate to a change in your life and behavior. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. Like, what does it matter if we're, we're reading all the time, and but what we're reading has no effect in our life? We we read something, 
like the Bible tells us that we we have the we're freed from the bonds of sin and death, and yet we walk away and we feel totally in bondage to sin and afraid of dying. Yeah, <laughs> and we're not believing what it says. We were just having a conversation last night in bed about this, about how um, our example to our children matters, and mm-hmm. how if we don't believe what the word says, or if we're not changed by it, yeah. what example are we giving them to walk in that same power? Because they won't see it. It's that old adage of do what I say, not what I do. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we live one way, but then tell the kids like, believe this. Yeah. And they're like, well, you don't even believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I do that? You don't believe it. Which they, they don't really question as little kids, but I would assume as they get older and their reasoning sharpens, they mm-hmm. would see the discrepancy. And they, but even if they don't like acknowledge it, consciously they're subconsciously learning taking notes yeah because they they learn more from our behavior than they do from our words Mm -hmm. now they do receive words and they do also not receive words so that's a part of it but they see us they see our words in action yeah and they learn from that Mm -hmm. that's a that's a good reminder so what experience do we have with words directing our lives we'll just start there yeah, I with I'll personal gi- experience. I'll give an example for my own self, and it's happening this week. <laughs> um, I've just been there's been several areas. It's been happening the last couple of weeks, but there's been several areas of my life, work, jujitsu, parenting, friendships, where I don't feel like a winner, <laughs> and I, I I keep hearing like I should just quit. I should just give up. I feel like a failure. This is not. I'm I'm not doing well. Like, that's what I feel like. And it's not actually true. You don't I, I can, believe it? I can, well, that's, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm constantly having the struggle of like, I, I don't want to believe that, mm. but I feel like it's true. So you're like at the stop sign and you got to figure out if you're going right or left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, of course, there's things in my life that I have no control over that I look at that help me, that encourage me to think this way. And for this way, jujitsu is one of them. Like I, I, all week I go in and I just, I get beat up and I, of course I'm choosing to, so I don't want, it's not <laughs> well, un- involuntary. Anyone else but that does jujitsu will tell you that's normal. You're supposed to just show that's up. That's <laughs> what, and that's what they were doing that, that I'm saying, man, I feel like I'm just not doing good. Like I, and in my mind, I'm like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm it's not good hard. at this. this yeah. I'm, it's too hard. I'm not, I feel like I'm not getting better, which may be true in these one or two like days but over but the period over of time the, yeah i'm i it's not true in in the length of the of what mm-hmm. i've been doing mm-hmm. but like that's just one example of like i'm hearing these words and i'm like am i going to believe those because if i did believe them what would i do quit i would quit and every morning i so this morning i woke up at 6 or 5 o'clock and i'm laying in bed i hit snooze and i'm like i don't want to get up mm-hmm. like it's not even worth it this I, i'm tired i don't, my body hurts I don't want to go. And so that's, if I believed that, I would have literally stayed in bed <laughs> and I would have, my buddy would have not picked me up, but I'd be like, I'm not going because he was going to pick me up. Uh, and I went. And you know what's funny is I get there and every single person before I ever said anything, like, I didn't need, didn't even want to get up this morning. They're like, yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and they're like, I didn't want to get up this morning, man. I'm so sore. And everyone no. was thinking and feeling the exact same thing. And I'm like, hey, but we're all here. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> I was like, how do we get here? <laughs> We well, didn't, we didn't I want to encourage you to, because yeah. even after you got home, I could tell you were looking a little defeated and I asked you how your time was. And I you, felt you, really you, defeated. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Elliot had a question about some move and you were so quick to jump down on the floor and show him. And so I, showing him some stuff. But, and the way that you were teaching him and engaging with him, 
you know, was beautiful and encouraging to know yeah. that even when we feel like we're not the best at something or we feel like we have that struggle of do I mm -hmm. quit or do I keep going, like we can still find passion in the pursuit and and show our kids how to do something that's really hard yeah. even still. Well, and and to continue on, even though you feel like quitting is a, is just a huge thing. It's teaching your flesh like, well, yeah. I'm going to do the opposite of what you feel right now because what you feel right now isn't truth. Mm -hmm. And jujitsu is not the only thing. That was just one perfect example of like yeah. feeling that in my, in my life. But uh, words in many ways have yeah. affected our life. Yeah. I mean, we, we have we, lots of words we, written down. We have lots of words that we've put in books. And yeah. it's actually been a dream of mine. I feel like ever since I was little, words have always been a way that I cope. I like the written word because I can edit it and I can sit down and really think about what each sentence is going to be. And I just prefer that. Yeah, um, I just want to encourage you and I want all the listeners, what she's doing right now is not easy for her. It she, is not comfortable. She gets out of her, her comfort zone in a huge way to do this podcast, especially on video. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think that sometimes I get lost in my head when I'm trying to communicate live. And so I feel like the thing that I said isn't really how I meant to say it. Yeah. And so I struggle with that a lot. That's one of my questions for later is how do you, okay, we'll just, we'll get to that question in a little bit, but let me finish fleshing this out. So yes, we got, we, we get to use words through our books um, yeah. and through podcasting. So I feel like that directs our life majorly because there's a lot of weight to our words. There's a lot of, um, there's just a lot that goes on in the content and the mm. teaching and the message that we're sharing. Well, I was just reading through our book again and like scanning some of the pages and I was thinking, and do we believe all these yeah. things still? Well, like, I was going to say to, to talking about <laughs> guiding your, like what our life looks like still. Yeah. Um, in speaking about guiding your life or, or directing your life, like, yeah, do we believe the things that we've written about and are we living according to them? Are we still mm -hmm. maintaining that same direction? And I think that we are. And I think that it's really cool to see how we can do this mm -hmm. um, over a long period of time. And it's been a gift. And it, in thinking about this, it drew me back to high school. Um, I used to get caught doing like poetry on the backsides of my math worksheets or whatever. Other kids were ditching class. Jennifer's writing poetry so, in her class. And that's what she gets in trouble for. <laughs> so I had this one teacher and it was like a college prep course where she would, you know, help encourage you in different aspects of um, filling out applications mm -hmm. or scholarships. But it also, when there was free time, we would, she would help us with different um, mm -hmm. areas that we were struggling with. And so I was supposed to be working on math. And I remember one day she came and flipped my math page back over to the right side because I had been writing poetry or I don't know what I was writing. And she said very, it was sweet. Um, so I don't want to like misquote her or anything. This was a long time ago, but she just said, uh, you could dedicate your first book to me because I'm going to get you through college. <laughs> and it was this like, like get back on task. Get back on task. <laughs> she, she said that I'm going to keep you on track. And it was a very loving thing for her to do to, cause I, and I know this because I have to do it with my own kids, mm -hmm. um, in homeschool is, Hey, put your eyes to your paper because you need to stay on track. <laughs> um, I just realized, I just understood that because my daughter, really funny, yeah, cause she's just like you. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a lot more grace with them. But, um, that really talk about sticky that stuck with me. The fact that she said, you can dedicate your first book to me because there was a level of belief that she knew I could be something great. Mm -hmm. And I, and she just wanted me to make sure that I got the basics done first. And so, uh, when we came out with the first book, um, the unveiled wife, mm -hmm. um, I didn't put it as a dedication, but I did put it in the acknowledgements. I acknowledged her 
and just the words that she said to me and that there Does was... Did she know that? Did you ever reach out to her and tell her? I tried finding her like through social media, mm. but I never could. So if for some if reason... you're listening. You're listening to this, yeah. <laughs> very, very um, inspirational for me to... Words to live up to. And that was awesome. Mm. They directed my life. I felt challenged by it. Like I wanted to do that. Do you remember the... I gave you a, a journal... Yeah, I was going to share your dating, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to share that and I totally forgot, but that came to my mind. You still have that journal somewhere. It was before we were dating. I was turning 18 and we were at church and Aaron, you came up to me with a random gift and we were just friends. And I remember opening it up and it it was a green journal with the Empire State Building on it. I think I did a YouTube video about this or some real or something. Oh, you did? Yeah, I shared about it somewhere. It's okay. It's relevant. (laughs) Yeah. And inside you just wrote these really, really impactful words to me about what you saw in me and that my words meant something. And, mm-hmm. um, I really appreciated that. And I held that dear. I still have it. So mm. yeah, really I wanna, cool. I want to give one more example okay. that I it literally just came to my mind. Okay. And I was thinking about, so we were missionaries for a little bit and this was actually before you went. It was the first time I went uh, to Africa and I was there for, I think it was like six weeks. Yeah. It was a while. And because I was going to try and fly out to meet up with your team, you and your yeah. team, and I couldn't. So but. I'm I'm there, and our team, we would get in these huge trucks, and we drive to the middle of nowhere in Africa. And we would just, Rural. we would preach to a village, and we would hang out with the, them and play with the kids and do all sorts of things. And then we'd drive to another village. And so we would have to, like, set up camp, and we'd have to fix things on the truck. And, like, there was all, all sorts of work to do other Always. than <laughs> preaching the gospel. Yeah. And I remember, so I was there doing video. I was taking photos and doing video for this organization. And so I remember I was behind the truck once and I heard one of the, one of the guys talking about me, talking about how lazy I was and how I never helped and how I, Mm -hmm. and I remember hearing that I'm thinking, whoa, like that's how he thinks of me. Mm -hmm. And then I, it hurt me, but at the same time, it caused me to evaluate, like, am I using my, what I'm supposed to be doing as an, as a, an excuse? Yeah to get out of these other hard things. And it has stuck with me forever. Mm-hmm. And so now when I, I try my hardest, when we, when we go camping, when we go do anything that requires like helping, yeah. I try and go do things That's so awesome. that I'm not that lazy guy that yeah. he saw. I love, I love that that pushed you in the right direction though, to evaluate mm-hmm. your own life and make sure that, cause you could have just let it hurt you. Yeah. And well, then and he probably could have did it a nicer way, yeah. but <laughs> not do it behind your back. I don't hold it against him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've seen, I've seen that motivation in you, even just with Mm -hmm. like friends who are moving and need the extra hand or, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's pretty much been with me for what, 15? Yeah. 20. No, 20. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's been a long time. (laughs) It's been a long time. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, the reason that I brought Marriage After God today is because I wanted to read um, a portion of it that really means a lot to me because it means a lot to our marriage. And that's why we put it in the book, but it's about dreaming together. And I, I know that we've brought this up before you guys, but it's such an important aspect of marriage mm-hmm. um, to be able to have conversations with each other and talk about what's in our hearts, talk about what's in you know, our hopes, our, our dreams, our desires, and um, communicate about mm-hmm. them. And because there's unity there, there's like this, it, don't you feel like we're together in this yeah, when, whenever when, we do well, it? When you make that the dreams and the plans together. It's yeah. like, oh, these are, this is our goal. Yeah. Not my goal, not your goal. It's ours. It's ours. And so it unifies the marriage. But the reason that I wanted to bring it up because we're talking about words is anytime that Aaron and I have had a dreaming mm. session and we write it down, whether it's been on the back of a receipt or a napkin or an email to each other, we 
find that there's way more success in achieving that goal or reaching that dream versus when just comes out of here sharing about it onto a paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or yeah, if it's just stuck in our heart or our head, it doesn't mm -hmm. really go anywhere. But the moment we say it, the moment we write it down, those words mean something mm -hmm. and they hold us accountable and then we can hold each other accountable. So there's just a couple of sections in here that I wanted to read to you. This is on page 187. Dreaming together as a couple has been an incredible experience. We both recognize the value in sharing our hearts with one another, being vulnerable and sharing how God might be working in us and in our marriage. We believe important things bubble up to the surface when a husband and wife purpose to dream together. Talking and dreaming together is an opportunity to intimately communicate and connect. So the next step in your marriage journey is to dream together about how God might be inviting you to work as a team to fulfill his purposes. And so then mm. um, we go into a few. As a team. I know. There's a few like personal things in there that we share. But then continuing on page 189, it says this this time that we spend dreaming together is a unifying experience. Communicating our current circumstances, progress, and desires to each other is an intimate experience as we expose what is going on inside our hearts. It also helps us to get on the same page as we look forward to the coming year and what our parts will be in the grand scheme of God's endeavors. Dreaming together is an exercise that is important for every marriage after God to participate in. Setting goals and casting a vision for the future strengthens the bond between a husband and wife, stirring up hope for what may come. So I just... You're a good reader. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I could keep going on. It's a really great chapter. It's chapter 13 in Marriage After God. Um, the subtitle is Chasing Boldly After God's Purpose for Your Life Together. And I wanted to reiterate and share this because, um, again, just sharing the desires and the hopes that you have in your marriage with your spouse is a really, really beautiful way of mm -hmm. your words directing your path and, and where you're well, we, headed. We talked about in a lot... Uh, I don't know if it was last episode or the one before about getting on the same page, mm -hmm. like having the same words in your, I think it was the second episode of this series. Like, this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. Like, here's, a, here's dreams I have. Here's dreams you have. Where do we overlap? Mm -hmm. What needs to change? How can we align? Mm -hmm. And having the same vision for your life together. Yeah. And then most importantly, having God organize all that. Yeah. You're like, here's our stuff, God. And God's like, well, not that, not that. That's good. Let's make it like this. Yeah, and totally. Letting him direct that. Um, speaking of that, Jennifer and I, going back to when we were missionaries, um, both of us, we lived up in Canada for a little bit um, <laughs> with some missionary couple, with a missionary couple, helping start an organization. We were really young. We had no kids, but I had a little bit of debt, and it was making it very hard for us to keep doing what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And we we're like, we want to keep doing stuff for God, and we uh, individually both felt that we should go back home and get out of debt. Mm -hmm. And then we came together and it's like, I think we should go back home and get out of debt. And you were like, yes, I had the same idea. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so we heard that word of like, get out of debt, debt free mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. so that you can do this or this for me, for God. And we believed it. Mm -hmm. We literally like within a, a week packed up our car and drove all the way from East Canada all the way back to Southern California. Which was a beautiful drive. It was an awesome drive. We did it way too fast. Looking back, I have we to didn't remind, have any money I back have to remind myself we had no money because there's all these anything. stops, you know. But it was really cool to be together. Like we you. were barely able to afford like getting a hotel for the night yeah. at different places. So Aaron's like, I'm just gonna keep driving. Uh, we're gonna go. <laughs> Eighteen hours. I in. drove okay. so many hours, yeah. <laughs> so there's probably a lot we didn't see just because it was dark. <laughs> yeah. And so that those were some examples of how words have guided our life. And we want you to evaluate the same thing. Look at your life and say, 
ask yourself, what, what words, what messages have we mm-hmm. believed that are directing us? Mm-hmm. You know, and they might be positive or negative. Ooh, I have a negative example that I just thought of. Well, because it goes right into the next topic oh, of really? the enemy. I kind of don't want to confess this. <laughs> Do it on air um, live. <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about the use of social media lately. And Ooh, I like where this is going. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just in the thinking about how words direct your life on the day to day, I often hear a phrase like me time because I have five kids and I homeschool. And so mm-hmm. I'm with them throughout the day that by the end of the night, I want some me time. I want to go take a bath. I want to go sit in my bed. If I want to watch a movie or I want to scroll on Instagram Just or bed or check out. I want to not use my brain, but <laughs> even though I am. So just that motivation of hearing like this is for me and it's free time um, can be deceiving because I end up doing something mindless, even though it contributes to something that's not mindless because our conversation lately has been, what are we exposing ourselves to? Mm-hmm. And um, and accepting and and putting our in front of our eyes and our ears and our hearts just absorbing yeah yeah and so i i feel like i need to redefine when i hear the words me time or looking forward to later in the afternoon when i get some free time like what actually do i want to take place and how will it benefit my life the direction of that moment you know and how will it so impact me not Scrolling on social media. I'm not committing to anything yet. I'm just saying that. <laughs> not yes. scrolling on social media and doing something else. That's you time. Like getting in the word or reading a book yeah. or talking with your husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do talk. We do. We talk all the time. But that's really cool. Yeah. And that's true. Like we we have a word that we have. Like I deserve this. Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. a big word. Yeah. Like, and what do we think we deserve? Yeah. And why do we think we deserve that? And where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And and why does it automatically, uh, is it defined as this thing over here and not this right. other thing over here? Yeah. And this gets, gets into the idea of the enemy knows if he can get us believers to do some, to believe something other than the truth, that it'll misdirect our lives. Misdirect. Misdirect. Not direct the way we should be going. No, because God wants us. On with the straight our eyes and up and yeah. on the straight and narrow. And, mm-hmm. and he, it, over and over again, don't look to the left or to the right. Yeah. But go straight ahead. He's over there just nudging us off the road. And the enemy wants us to believe other things that are going to just go, yeah. you know, get us to swerve. Quit jujitsu. Or worse, quit jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the same category, but making me feel like a, like a quitter. Yeah. That's what he, he wants me to feel like a loser. Yeah. And I don't want to be a loser. Don't be a loser. <laughs> <laughs> um. A very famous quote by one of the most wicked men in history. I don't know if he's the most, but he's definitely one of the most. Um, This is by Adolf Hitler. I I never thought I'd be like using a quote from him, but he's an expert in wickedness. So he's got, he's got deception. He's got a market on this. He says, tell a lie loud enough and long enough and often enough and people will believe it. Mm. And this is why, first of all, this is true. This is true politically. Yeah. It's true spiritually. Mm-hmm. It's true historically. That if something gets preached long enough and loud enough. Okay, but personally, like okay, you, tell your, a, you tell yourself something mm, long enough, often you enough, it. you believe it. Yeah. yeah. This this is you you just fill the blank fill in the blank with this. Yeah. I don't want you to forget what you were gonna say. Yeah, that I was gonna say I just was talking to a friend about a, a scripture verse that gets misused all the time. And I don't know if I've ever heard it said correctly. And I want to make a point about this. Okay. Which one? I know this is it. It's so not your notes. You're giving me. People anxiety. will use this verse. They'll say, 
God will never give you what you can, can't handle. God Have will you? give you more than more what than you can handle. You can handle. You've heard that before, right? Yeah. God will never give you more than you can handle. Everyone mm-hmm. listening is like, yeah, the Bible does say that. It does not say that anywhere. It's actually well, we from, think about stories like Job, and it's like that Job was is, way more than what Job, Job couldn't, couldn't handle any of yeah, that. Yeah, he couldn't. You can look at any. This is I was talking about. I brought up Job, and you bring up any story in the Bible, mm-hmm. and none of them can almost handle what they were going through, except for with God. Yeah. You look at Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm first murderer and God comes to him and gives him his, like his punishment that he's gonna be exiled and all this. And, and he's like, this is more than I can bear. Mm-hmm. And God's like, I'll mark you and, and protect you. Mm-hmm. It was more than King can bear. Oh, anyways, yeah. I just want to get back to it. This has been said so many times that it's now believed to be what the Bible says. Do people ever reference it as a scripture? They do. The, the only place What's it's the- found is in first Corinthians when it talks about God giving us a way of escape from temptations. But before it says that, it says, you, God will never allow you to be tempted beyond yeah, what, what you, you can, can bear, bear. Mm. which totally changes because everyone believes that temptation is stronger than us and we're going to fall for it. But then at the same time, we'll take that verse, misrepresent it and say, God that will never so, give you what you can't handle. That is so interesting. The scripture is God will never allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. Meaning you can choose to not sin. You could choose not, not fall for that temptation, which yeah. is the very next scripture that he says, with every temptation, he'll give you a way of escape. Mm doesn't mean that we won't allow ourselves to be tempted beyond what we could bear. Mm. We do that all the time <laughs> as, as sinners. So you tell a lie loud enough, long enough, people will believe it. And that goes with scripture. You, you take scripture out of context, you rearrange it to, to say what you want it to say, and you say it loud enough, long enough. But that goes with anything like you were saying. What are, what are the phrases? What are the words? What are the messages that we have in our hearts and that we've believed? You have anything? That was really good. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to read this note that you have here. The power of the lie comes when people believe it. Mm -hmm. The power of the word, the power of the words is when those words are received, adopted and owned. Just like we were talking about earlier when you said to know and to receive, Mm -hmm. um, there's power in receiving even the wrong words that those words then will direct your life. And that's what you're talking about here. And And it happens many times, like you said, me time. You know, what we, we have words that we use that we've have, they have their own definition yeah. and they do, they direct how we behave, mm-hmm. how we act, how we mm-hmm. think, how we respond. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the power only comes from those, that message, those words when they're received and owned. Yeah. Like, I believe what you said. Mm-hmm. I believe what I heard. Well, this is really important in considering like. Like I shared, what we expose ourselves to, mm-hmm. what messages we're listening, what friends are speaking to us, and how they're speaking to us. Um, it's why the word everything. warns us against. It says, "Bad company corrupts good morals." Mm-hmm. When you're around certain people and they all speak a certain way and act a certain way, that's going to affect us. Yeah, always. Yep. Well, you did share at the beginning of this episode that we were going to share some scripture, mm-hmm. and that you kind of broke it down into what the world says versus what God says. So. Mm-hmm. Let's get into that, which I like that you're carrying on the contrast Yeah, from what from the beginning. Okay. So there's a message that the world got, has for us. When I say world, it, collective. It, it's collective of yeah. like what you said, like there could be wrong people. It, this is anywhere the message is coming from mm-hmm. that's not of God. And so the world will say things like, be like that person you follow. Have what they have. Seek to be accepted by others. Become what the world says is good and acceptable. That. Social media, mm-hmm. nonstop. You see, I mean, even the good things you see on social media are a constant draw of like, your life doesn't look like this. Mm-hmm. 
doesn't mean that those people are intentionally doing that, mm-hmm. but the enemy is going to use that. Our flesh is going to see that and, and, and interpret that. So what, what God, God say? say? God says in Romans 12 too, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, which sharing these two close together like this, um, makes me think like, how often are we testing and discerning what we're seeing when we're scrolling so quickly through social media? Yeah, we're not. Or watching we're just TV. A, we're just by osmosis absorbing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But this says not to be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So yeah, I'm going to have to change up my, my free time in the afternoon. Well, I think we all do. I think all of our <laughs> listeners might have already, uh, like, you know, stopped listening. They're like, no, It's no. so hard because for so long I would tell Aaron, like, it's not even that bad. I don't do it that often. And you, d- I do justify. Okay. I don't know. If, did we s- talk about this in front of the kids or not? I don't know. Because like, uh, all of a sudden. Yes. We had a we conversation at a friend's house the other night at dinner. They listened to everything. They listened to everything because the following day. Um, Olive brought up to me. She, she came up a lot in this episode. She came up to me and was like, "Mom, I thought you and Dad talked about not being on social media anymore." You were on. You were on Instagram just now. I know. I was actually looking for something very specific <laughs> they, to share with Elliot. They call us out all the time. <laughs> I, I do love it though. I appreciate it. Okay, moving on. Um, yeah, what does the world say? The worry. The world says worry about the future. You need to have more to be more secure for tomorrow. Yeah, there's this constant drive. You just watch any news. You listen to any podcast. You. We're specifically in the uh, political, you know, zone. This year is an election year. Yeah. Everything feels apocalyptic, yeah. right? Even as a believer, we look at the world and we're like, oh, like the Lord is returning mm-hmm. soon. But the world wants us to have this fear and worry. anxiousness yeah. and worry. And like, oh, I'm not prepared enough. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't got my 401k in order. I, I haven't got my, kit, I don't have my, yeah, my prepper kit. <laughs> what does God say? Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. God's like, don't worry about tomorrow. You got enough to worry about right now. Mm-hmm. And how often do we forget about the right now? Mm-hmm. Like what, what's important in this moment right now, you, my kids, mm-hmm. my friend who called me and needs my help. Mm-hmm. Like that's it right now. And so the world has one message that we can listen to and we can receive and believe it which is going to, if you think this way, I know people, they become preppers. Mm-hmm. I'm not against prepping. I love that idea. We do it in some form or fashion. But if that's what we believe, then we're going to be filled with anxiety yeah. and fear. And, oh, I, don't, I haven't prepped to, enough. Not able to really enjoy even the process of prepping and what it means. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not trying to point anyone out unless you're being convicted <laughs> by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> then you could be convicted. What okay, does the world one. say? Follow these influencers and subscribe to the... We did ask them to subscribe. (laughs) Subscribe to my channel. Follow these influencers and subscribe to these programs and take these e-courses. Read these books and listen to these podcasts. Doesn't that feel (laughs) And gain wisdom for today. I'm... I'm We're guilty. We're guilty. We're we're trying to provide something here, but (laughs) what the world wants us to do is feel like we don't have enough of it. Yeah. To be honest, if you turned our podcast off and never listened to it again, but you opened the word of God and believed what it said. You'd be okay. We won. This is what our goal is. So, but I I get anxiety about this all the time. I follow like manly podcasts and and uh, other influencers that are very successful. And I, cause mm-hmm. I like to glean some things, but at some point I'm like, I can't do all this. Yeah. I They're like, you need to read, you know, 365 books a year. And I'm like, 
So, I might be able to read one book this year. I was talking with a girlfriend about this because when you are following a bunch of different people online, you start to gain this perspective that everyone's kind of like this. And when I say like this, the desire that you want to be mm-hmm. a certain type of person um, when, you know, this person over here probably specializes in one. Okay. I'm just going to list some girly things. Okay. So like sourdough yeah. bread making, I know. Um, this All other one is, things. yeah, this other one specializes in being a really awesome homeschool mom. This other one, she spe- loves chickens and she's got 87 sure. of them. <laughs> and then this other one is all fashion, like just always put together. And so collectively you put them all together and you're like, this is the woman I want to be. But that woman isn't even, yeah. it's not possible to be everything all the time. And so then yep. you're left feeling like you fall short. Um, yeah. And I, same on the, on the yeah. man side, like I need to be working out this much. I need to have this much protein in my diet. I need to have, then read all, all these books. Then I, we're all sitting there going, how are all these people doing it? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is anyone doing this stuff? I don't understand so how this works. This is what God says about what we should do, especially in an area that we want to grow in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe there are several areas that we want to be growing in. That's okay. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying we need to go to the word of God and test how it is that we're feeling up to these things. Yep. So James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given. So where do we go for our, our wisdom? Him. Social media. Oh, <laughs> James. <laughs> Thanks, James. We go, to the, we go to the word of God yeah. and we actually go to God. We say, God, will you please... Mm-hmm. Give me wisdom on how you want me to respond to this. How do you, how you want me to act? How the you kind want of me to woman you forward? want me to be, the kind of man you want yeah. me to be. And he might encourage us. Like you aren't educating yourself enough. You're, mm-hmm. you're kind of just relying on what you have. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. And so then you kind of, you, you let that guide you, not We've, what everyone on social media says. Yeah. Also, I would just like to note that this is an important conversation for spouses to have because we've talked about this before where we share like, oh, I feel like there's all these expectations or how I should Mm -hmm. be. And then we are able to speak into each other's lives and say, well, this area that you're struggling with over here and you're feeling like a failure, like, I don't even care about that. And you shouldn't care about that. Mm -hmm. And so let's like get that off the plate, get that off the table. And then you can really focus your attention on these other areas that you do desire to grow in that I would like to see you grow in. Mm -hmm. So we've done that for each other over time. And I think those conversations are really important. That kind of ties back into dreaming together. So I think we should come to an end. I know. But I did have that question, though. Okay, ask that question. Okay. Um, uh, What happens when we – this was like a very random spot to put this. I didn't know where else to fit it. It's okay. Okay. What happens when we say things we don't mean or say something in a weird way? I often struggle with my words like I shared with you guys even on this podcast. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, that's not what I meant. Um, When we struggle to say what we mean, like because words do have an impact. Do even those words when we – are misunderstood or misleading. Mm-hmm. They're not meant to hurt somebody, but what if they did? Or they weren't meant well, to sound confusing, but they were. I think we need to remember what James says, where it says, anyone who can control their tongue is a perfect man, mm-hmm. able to control, bridle his whole body. There was only one. Yeah. It was Jesus. And to be honest, we're all going to say the wrong thing. Yeah. And to be honest, we often say the wrong thing because we have so many mis like misbeliefs in us. And it's why we're told to renew our minds and to meditate on the word of God and to constantly go to it so that we're being like, we're being repaired constantly. Mm-hmm. So I would say grace, yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, repentance. I, 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 I misspoke. Yeah. I said that thing and that was hurtful and I'm H- sorry. Humility. Yeah. 
That was a good answer. I appreciate that. Um, Okay. One thing that I did want to share was um, a verse that we've lived by for a long time. I actually just got to share it with the kids Mm -hmm. this morning, Um, but it's Proverbs 16, three. It says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Again, this goes back to that dreaming session where you share with your spouse um, expectations, desires, Mm -hmm. dreams, hopes, like what do you want the future to look like? Because when we're talking about directing your life, we're talking about like what steps you're yeah. taking every single day together um, that's going to lead you forward. And so and closer to God. Yeah. So yeah. when you take everything that you're learning, the words you're studying, whether it's from a book, the Bible, podcast you're listening to, and you come together and you share all those things and then you say, okay, well, as a couple, this is the direction we want to go. Then what? Well, then you need to commit your work to the Lord. And so how we do that is we pray. And we say, God, these are the things that are set before us. These are the things we want to pursue. Mm-hmm. Will you clarify that call? Will you um, show us and and be our navigator? And we just commit these things to you and ask that you would help us. Which also means, Lord, if any of these plans that we have are not what you want, tell us. Yeah. And show us yeah. and stop them because and be, we want what he wants. Yeah. And be able to receive that when he redirects. Yeah. That was a good word. Yeah. So as usual, we end with a prayer. But before we do that, I just want to remind you, if you haven't subscribed yet to our channel, subscribe. (laughs) Unless you don't want to. That's fine. (laughs) But we'd like you to. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, will you pray for us? Okay. Dear Lord, thank you so much for today's episode, just for the reminders of your word being so important and so valuable to our lives. Thank you for um, Proverbs, just that gift of a book that helps us. train our hearts and our minds to understand what your will is and the wisdom that you offer us in in the ways that we should walk and the ways that we should go. And I just pray for every marriage listening right now, Lord, that you would direct their steps. I pray that they would come together and just be willing to be vulnerable with each other, that they would share their hopes, their dreams, their desires, um, but then that they would also um, submit their um, and commit their work to you. And I pray that they would come together in prayer and just be humble enough to receive from you your words and your direction and your navigation for their life. We thank you so much for the richness of your holy word, Lord, and we ask that it would be the the sole thing that leads us and guides us and helps us to discern um, what is good, what is true, and what is the way we should go. And so we just, um, we thank you for these words, and we just pray that we would hold them dear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.